everybody, and it's Grace from True Stories of Tinseltown, but um, we're going to be doing something different today, and it's tea time with my pal April, VVA, and me, and that means we're just going to be dishing on subjects, you know, no studying, because actually, April, hi, April, say hi to everybody, here's our April. <laughs> hi, they, everyone. They hi, miss Grace, you. People miss I you. I, miss I feel you. like we never get to talk anymore. I know. And when we do, well, when we do, the last time we talked, we try to, you know, we say once a week we're going to get together and chat. But that doesn't happen because life is life. But um, the last time we did, April and I are very good friends, for real. You know, we're, we tell each other, you know, the crap, the good, the bad, the ugly. <laughs> you know, we're true friends. and um, And yet... We also talk about classic movie stuff when we're on the phone, too. So I thought that tea time would be fun because that way neither of us, I don't have to read a book. You don't have to read. You don't have to do research. We just each have our own knowledge about certain things. And we'll just dish, dish, dish with some tea or some vino or some whatever. And, uh-huh. um, you know. I hope you enjoy it because I think uh, we have fun talking about it and it's not like we're making things up. And if we would, we'd say allegedly. Anyway, thanks for doing it with me, April. And what we thought we would do today is sort of like we got into the Gabors the last time we talked on the phone. And how is it not? They are such interesting people. Today I posted, or no, was it yesterday? Yesterday I posted on my Facebook, um, True Stories of Tinseltown page, a letter Jaja wrote to Princess Grace, and she just got married, and it was in the 60s. So I guess she was probably on a husband five or something by then, and she was coming to Monaco, and Grace is sort of telling her she has Girl Scouts and things, and she didn't think that they could get together. Um, and But it was just funny to see her write to Jaja, dear Jaja, I hope this time brings you happiness, and, you know, who knew? Who knew that Jaja would be writing Princess Grace? Uh, you know, Zsa Zsa was a piece of work. I, I think we established that in our last phone call. Zsa herself was a piece of work, and Zsa surrounded herself with people who were and continue to be real pieces of work. Yes, uh, and it all started via Mama. Yes, no, so Zsa's mom, Jolie, she was... Okay, so as you know, everything kind of got hidden behind the Iron Curtain after World War II. Yes. And a lot of stuff got destroyed. So we don't actually quite know for sure exactly what Zsa's mom... We we know they had some sort of money, but we don't know exactly how they got their money. We know it was in the jewelry business, but we don't know if it was actual fine jewels, if it was costume jewelry... If it was, you know, like exactly how they made it. But we do know that there was some sort of money behind there. And then she goes and she she wants to be an actress. And then her husband or her family's like, no, you can't become an actress because that's a horrible career. Which, I mean, this is like 1915 that we're talking oh, about. Oh, wow. You know, yeah. It's like... Uh, 19, let me think, it'd be like 1913. 
Wow. Um, so, of course, actresses are just like, you don't do that. So she goes and she marries this guy named Vilmos. And Vilmos, again, there's a little bit of argument on exactly. We know he was in the military, but we don't know exactly, like, what he was doing. Of course, the Gabor's always made him out to be, oh, he was super important, basically leading Hungary. <laughs> well, of course. <laughs> but, Princess Shasha you know, couldn't have it any other way. Exactly. Um, but she sits there and she, you know, we almost apparently at some point gets involved in the family jewelry business. Um, we do know that their shop was known as the Diamond House. But where was where are they from? They were from Romania? Budapest. Budapest. Yeah, and then that time it's still Austria Hungary. Yes. Very shop around um, the corner. Budapest. Yep, Budapest. Um, so she's, you know, so he gets involved with it, and she apparently keeps soliciting promises from him that as soon as she gives birth to a boy, she can, you know, get a divorce and become an actress. And he goes, okay, you know, just give me a boy. And, of course, she has three girls. Who's first? Jaja? Uh, uh, Magda. Oh, Magda's Ma- Ma- the oldest. Mm. Yep. Magda's born um, on June 11th, 1915. Jaja's born February 6th, 1917. And Ava is born February 11th, 1919. So Amazing. two years between each kid. So yep. she divorced him anyway. Well, kind of. She sits there and they're... They're together, and they get a divorce in 1939, right as the war starts. But they keep living with each other, and according to Jaja and Jolie, they keep sleeping with each other. But they're divorced, and they're just, you know, trying to survive the war. Um, Magda works kind of as, um, I don't want to say a spy, but she... (laughs) She worked for the resistance. Madahari. Um, Magdahari. Here we go. Uh, So Magda's sitting there working for the resistance. Jaja and Ava, by the time the war is going on, have immigrated to the United States. Um, And basically, very long story short, Jaja and Ava, you know, get it so that uh, Jolie, Vilmos, and Magda are all able to come over. But then, of course, Vilmos eventually moves back to Hungary because he doesn't care for the United States. But Jolie is very interesting. And Jolie herself basically admits that she just raised her daughters to be like courtesans. Yes. She just wants them to get married to extremely wealthy people, and she wants them to be companions. And she also said her daughters were ugly. <laughs> yes. She sits there and she compares, I think it's Jaja that she compares to, like, looking like a lumpy potato or something like that. This had to be pre-facial work. Uh, yeah. yeah this all... is like Jaja's like a baby. Oh, my. She's like, Jaja's ugly. She's like, all my kids were ugly except for Ava. 
<laughs> um, <laughs> Jolie sounds but, like a trip. I, re- I really, you said there's a book out there that she wrote a book. I have to find that and really read that because that would make me laugh, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, no, she has her memoir and she also has a cookbook. And I do have to say, I have made recipes out of her cookbook and it's, they're actually pretty good. Like what? Uh, I There's actually a really good chestnut stuffing in there. Um, Hungarian goulash. There is, there's, I think like five goulash recipes in it. Um, no, but the chestnut stuffing's really good. You use dried apricots and I, that's, I just, I love it. Although I couldn't get chestnut, so I had to substitute with hazelnuts, but it still came out really good. Oh, well, that's nice because generally you wouldn't think you'd be able to make something delish off of some, like a Jolie Gabor did she ever cook, you know, because you think because of Zsa Zsa and Ava, that Jolie would just have been a pampered princess and she would never have cooked. Hence, she would not have put out a cookbook. But actually, that doesn't stop anyone from putting out a cookbook. I couldn't cook and I could put out a cookbook just by getting recipes from other people. So. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. No. Oh, I'm sure she had absolutely nothing to do with it. (laughs) Uh, If I remember correctly, her cookbook has two other authors on it. And I'm sure they came up with it and she used her name on it. Yes. The memoir... The memoir sounds like Jolie. Um, it was written with uh, Cindy Adams, um, who actually would also go on to help Jaja with her book. Um, Cindy's but I'm, still I'm pretty, alive, I think. It's amazing. I think she is too. I think she's like ninety, but she is still doing gossip. She's still I think. Going. I don't know if she still does it, but she was re- until recently, at least. Yeah, no, I'm pretty, I'm almost positive that um, she, that she's still alive and that she still does something. I don't know. Maybe she's retired now. I mean, she's 90, but still. Yeah. Um, But, you know, she, she sits there and uh, I do remember Cindy released an article after Zsa died because, of course, she knew Zsa and I, she was like, Jaja had to be over a hundred. Yes, she was. <laughs> uh, well, the the all fit. Okay, so that's the thing. Of course, we get into the age thing, and Jolie really pressed on those girls. Never tell them your age because then people know my age. Oh my. And I know. So she sat. So of course, Jaja played around with her age quite a bit, but all of her official documentation like they actually had to go through the government to get citizenship yeah not you know when she's just writing whatever she wants for her driver's license um that all supports the 1916 birthday so the 1916 birthday is fraud or let me think 1917 not 1916 so what the 1917 just two years ago, or was it even last year? I mean, it was so recent. Let me, let's see. Jaja died, I want to say, didn't she die the same time that um, the Fishers died? So like four years ago. Was, was it that long? Ago? Wow. 
Jeez. Maybe. Yeah, because I remember her. Yeah, it had to be. Yeah, 2016. Because her death, I remember, really got over. She died when she was 99, and it really got overshadowed that time by Carrie Fisher. And and then uh, Debbie died a few few days later. Yeah. Yeah. So it really got um, overshadowed by that that time. But yeah, no, it's been four years without Jaja, and the world has been a darker place. H- hasn't it? And- Really? It's just been, <laughs> come back, Shaja, Princess Shaja, come back. But how old were the girls? They were young, Shaja. I have to say, now we know, I don't know if I've ever seen pictures of Shaja or Ava prior to their facial surgery, because they, you know, at that time we were talking how, you know, they get that nose, that little teeny weeny nose. And I was telling April that, Barbara Eden ha- had the same kind of nose job. In those days, those were really popular, I guess. Those, like, no-no noses. Marlo Thomas kind of had a no-no nose. Um, Nanette Fabray. Oh, my. She had a really no-no nose. And th- so many of them did. Um, Ann Miller. And, oh, yeah, Ann Miller. And the thing that I had told April, that I saw one picture, because you never see Barbara Eden young. You see her, okay, she was in I Love Lucy in the 50s, beautiful, gorgeous, and she was still a cutie pie when she was young. There was one picture I think they had on a biography of her, and I'm sure she got it. (laughs) She had a Danny Thomas nose. (laughs) But she was adorable with her little Danny Thomas nose. (laughs) But you can't imagine. She did, honest to God. I am not making it up. I was like, oh, my God, here's a picture of Barbara Eden. And I knew she had a nose job because nobody has noses like that. And except for the Gabors and her and Ann Miller and all those people over those little teeny weeny noses. And and um, yes, she did. She had so I have pictures. I have pictures before their plastic surgery. What did they um, look like? Were th- so... It looks very different. Not glamorous, uh, right? No, no, not 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 at all. Like sacks Ava of potatoes. And, <laughs> yes, Ava and Jaja really look nothing alike. Um, which, of course, once they got their plastic surgery, they look like twins. Yeah, I couldn't <laughs> tell them apart until later, you know. And then I'm, I, you know, I've got confused because now, now you can see the difference in them. But before, if you know them, you can. Yes. Yeah. If you if you know them, you can see the difference. Ava is a little softer looking. Than yes. Jaja. She she Ava's eyes are a little wider open. Jaja has those more slow, slinky, closed eye look, and um, yeah, Magda she didn't have any surgery because she was not an attractive woman. In my opinion, I mean, she could have been a babe in in anyone else's eyes. I just, I don't know. I just didn't think she was attractive or perhaps I only saw her in her later years. Maybe that could be why. Yeah, no. um, Ava basically got her face completely redone in like the early 60s. Oh, really? Yeah. If you look at pictures of her from the late 50s to early 60s, she looks completely different. She was also noticeably heavier. Ava? Not not bad, but just heavier. Right. Ava um, had a contract with Paramount back in the 30s. 
because they thought they were going to turn her into the next Garbo. And she, um, she were, and Ava, just FYI, is actually the one who immigrated to the U.S. first. Not Jaja. Um, not Jaja. It was actually Ava. Ava came over in the late 30s, and she landed her Paramount contract almost as soon as she arrived. And she was, she was pretty. She wasn't glamorous, but, I mean, she was a pretty girl. But if you look at that versus her in the 60s, you wouldn't know that's the same person. But a- she looked. She looked nothing like that. She still had, she had a little bit of baby fat on her face. Of course, they had really dark hair naturally. Um, and they, but this is what I think. Just looking at Ava's face in the sixties compared to really even the late fifties, I'm pretty sure she's gotten a facelift. She's obviously had her nose redone, and. I think she has also had something done to her jawline. Like, I don't know if she's having it shaved down or what she had done to it, but she had done something to her jawline. So she had had the nose job, but but when you see Jaja in like a Moulin Rouge or any of the, the movies that Jaja did, her face was totally done in the 50s. Even the queen of my oh. of outer space and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was definitely no. They were definitely Ava. I know had at least two nose jobs. Jaja, I'm pretty sure had two as well, and it could have been more than that. But from what I can see in pictures, it's definitely that they had at least two nose. So jobs. they went down even smaller, huh? Hmm. Their noses were pretty big. I'll I'll have to send you pictures. Their noses were pretty big. And what uh, about Magda? Magda got plastic surgery too, but not to the extent that the other ones did. And she didn't want to be an actress, right? No, she didn't want to be an actress. She really just wanted to be a socialite. Mm -hmm. She wanted to sit there. She wanted to, you know, host parties and just kind of do her thing. And, you know, that's really what she did. And I mean, she has the longest marriage out of any of them before, of course, Jaja marries the prince. But um, she marries a guy named Tony Gallucci, who was a really important business contractor. Um, and she was married to him for about 11 years until he died. Oh, so he and was much then, older than Magda. Is that what it is? He was much older? Well, he got, he had cancer. So hers and, was the longest marriage. Yep, that's the longest marriage. Um, and so he dies in uh, 67. Uh-huh. And Magda is, Magda had to fight hard because he hadn't like left a will or he left mm. something. And did he have kids? Yes. And so Magda had to fight really, really hard to get. I mean, and she's married to the dude for 11 years. I mean, she definitely deserves to get something. Definitely. Um, but she fought with his kids and she fought, you know, basically with everybody. But she did finally, I think she got 50% of his estate. And then it takes its toll on her and she ends up having a stroke. The stroke basically leaves her she can't walk she's partially paralyzed and Jolie 
sits there and she's like, none of my kids are going to be like this. So she goes and she basically, I don't want to say she engineers it herself. I mean, she obviously has medical assistance on it, but she, you know, worked with, uh, if I could talk, she works with Magda's doctors and she comes up with like this rehabilitation program and Magda obviously did stick to it and she was able to regain her ability to talk and walk, although she couldn't go like she normally had. But if you look at pictures of Magda, Magda is the only, Magda is what like Zsa Zsa used to look like. Yeah. And she didn't do the blonde either. She kept her hair, maybe it was red. She dyed her hair red or something, but she didn't oh, have yes, that. Oh, yes, she's a. Yeah, no, she was a natural redhead. Yeah, so she didn't and do the she, blonde bit, yeah. No, and she, um, she, you know, Captain, she, I, I have color photos. Um, they're actually snapshots of Magda at a party, at a costume party that she had thrown. And her hair's like, like Lucille Ball red. Wow. And just very, very pretty. And I mean, Magda had. Um, she was attractive. Her her hair was pretty. Her hair was pretty. <laughs> okay. I don't think Magda was a bad looking. Woman, no. But when you look at her in comparison to her sisters, it's just it's night and day. Of course, but you look at them and you go, "Oh my goodness, they've had so much work done." You know, it's just like that kind of thing, and. Jaja was a glamour puss and Ava was a glamour puss, but I think Jaja outpussed them all. She was like, you know, she really worked that image, but she was also clever and funny. She had wit. Um, and uh, they they did what? I, I don't really remember seeing an Ava in anything but Green Acres. So Ava actually hosted two talk shows in the 50s. Wow. Daytime talk shows, right? She and she, they were like interview style talk shows, really like kind of ahead of their time. Yeah. And she worked in films consistently every year between 1941 and 1964. Huh. So she, um, but they were, they were little parts, you yeah. know what I mean? Like who really remembers Ava and G? I mean, I love Gigi, but really, who remembers her in it? Not me. Um, exactly. And, and Shasha really didn't have a huge movie career either. I mean, she did Moulin Rouge. She did, what is the other one? She, she did The Last Time I Saw Paris with Elizabeth. <laughs> that was a hootie one. Um, I can't even think. What other movies she did, did Jaja do? Married. Um, which of oh, course co-stars did. Marilyn Monroe. Yes. Also, um, she did this movie. Actually, she played the dead mother <laughs> in this sort of like horror movie with uh, I don't know, like uh, the daughter allegedly set fire and her mother was in the house, and it, it has a couple of big name stars. I can't think of it, but Jaja is the big portrait. In like the haunting, spooky lady in the house. So that I remember, but that was like one of those sixty late sixties kind of English horror films. Well, you know, and the thing is, Jaja sat there, and she actually hadn't really wanted to become an actress. 
Um, she had had the same plan that Magda did. She was just going to sit there and she was going to, you know, be like a society wife. And of course she's married to Conrad Hilton. Um, she starts cheating with him, uh, or on him, I should say with George Sanders. Who she um, said was the love of her life, husband. Which I actually believe that. Me too. I, I really think, I think she absolutely loved George. Me too. Um, but she sits there and she, um, she actually co-wrote a novel and she's just kind of sitting there like, oh, I can just do my own thing. You know what I mean? She's yeah. not really looking to get into film. And then she gets invited. Um, she gets invited. She marries George. And she gets invited on a television show. And I can't remember which one it is, but she's just like so over the top. And she, it's a like relationship advice talk show. <laughs> Get the ring. Get and she darling. sits there. Yeah. <laughs> and she's, she's giving all of these, you know, like little quips like she always does. Mm-hmm. And people are just like raving about her. They're like, oh my God, George Sanders' wife, like she's so glamorous. Because of course, the big thing, you know, almost 10 years before that had been her marriage and then subsequent divorce to Conrad. But was Conrad her first husband? No, he was her second husband. Her first husband was a Turkish politician. And I'm not even going to attempt to say his full name because I will probably butcher it and I will offend somebody. But I know it's Burhan Belge. Mm. I don't speak Turkish, so that's probably. But no, and they're married technically for six years, but she runs, you know, out on him when the war starts. Right. Um, and she just, Jaja being Jaja, that, that marriage got greatly exaggerated. But regardless, um, American public just thinks she is interesting. She was and funny. So, I bet. I bet. She, she really was. They're like, oh, she, you know, this is someone who is genuinely interesting. And so they're sitting there and, uh, just a minute, Grace. Sorry, got a phone call. Um, you know, movie producers start coming around her and she gets cast and she's kind of like, I don't want to do it. But they're like, no, you know, you should do it, you know, blah, 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 blah. And so she ends up, she gets cast and lovely to look at where she just plays herself. And then her second film is, of course, We're Not Married, which, like I said, stars co-stars Marilyn Monroe. And then she's in Moulin Rouge. She she does four movies, I believe, in 1952 alone. She looked really great in Moulin Rouge. But you know what? She never she, really looked that much different when you look at her, all that work she had done. Her face really didn't change that much. You know, I have to say, minus Magda, but between Ava and Jaja, Jaja's face changes the least. Exactly. She does. And um, Um, she just looks the same. You know, she had the, I think she put the silicone implants in her cheeks. Remember when there were the Ava, were they the Ava Gabor wigs or was Jaja part of it? Or they were just Ava Ava, wigs? Ava, the Ava Gabor wigs. (laughs) Because they must have lost their hair bleaching their hair blonde. So they must have always worn wigs. What's fascinating to me 
Are you there? Oopsie. What's fascinating to me is that Jaja is the only one who becomes a parent. Yes. And supposedly, and I am not downplaying any of thing that happened, right. but supposedly Francesca is the product of rape, but Jaja changed her, changes her story on that a few times. Mm. Um, but she's definitely Conrad. I know people like to theorize that she was actually George's daughter, and that's why Conrad cut Francesca out of the will and all this stuff. But she she's definitely Conrad. She's not George Sanders' daughter. Well, she had a rough life, too, and I, I just uh, felt for her. I met her once in New York. She was doing stand-up comedy. Um, she was a heavy woman, and she... She was also fighting when Jaja finally married her. He paid to be a prince man. Um, and when Jaja was very ill, he just kept her out of her life 100%. So she couldn't even see her mother. And um, she died. I think she was in her 50s, right, of a heart attack? Yeah, she died and um, she was 67. And... So this is what I have heard. I have heard multiple things, but the most reliable story that I have heard was that she was homeless. She was living in her car. Oh, my God. And she went into a restaurant and she passed out in the bathroom because, as you said, she had had a heart attack. She, or not heart attack, stroke. She had um, a major stroke and she passed out in some restaurant's bathroom where she'd been like trying to clean herself up. Oh, that's horrible. I hope that's, oh, that poor thing. You know? And that, yeah, I can't, you that, know, Princess Shaja is that guy I just can't stand. He, he's like, one thing I can say, if you remember him, he, I don't know, he, he, he bought to be a prince. And then Jaja was again, Princess Jaja, what she loved. And um, he, he was just a creepo. And he also came out, uh, if you guys remember Anna M- Nicole Smith, she had a son and then she had a daughter. And she, her son died of a drug overdose. Anna Nicole took a lot of drugs and alcohol. And um, after that, she just couldn't live. She had Daniel. It was just her and Daniel for all those years. She loved her daughter, but then she died. And no one knew who the baby daddy was. So there were like, you'd have to have like 25 episodes of Maury Povich to figure out who was the baby daddy with all the people coming forward saying they could have been the baby daddy. But of all people to come forward was uh, the prince. And he, his his attitude, oh, yes, we would get together every now and He was German. I'd get together every now and then. No, it was nothing, but uh, she could be my baby. Yes, she could be. You know, what about Jaja? Jaja doesn't care. Uh, you know, he was just such, he just wanted his name in the in the baby daddy thing. But he was a loathsome creature. And to think that she got no money and this little, this creepo who, you know, took pictures of Jaja when she was unconscious. She la- didn't she lose both of her legs? He and he sold her mm-hmm. pill bottles. I mean, he, he sold probably, you know, old underwear that she was wearing when she, you know, these kind of horrible people. 
you know, I'm just making that up. I don't know, but I wouldn't put it past him. That's how horrible he was. But she had that yeah. one child, and that makes me sad. That makes me very, very sad. And it's funny how none of the others had children, but they didn't. And um, so, Zsa what? Go on. I don't think that any of them, including Zsa were ultimately that maternal. And Jolie talks about that a little bit in her book. I mean, she's basically like, I taught my children to be self-absorbed. Well, they got um, they got good lessons from Jolie. <laughs> yeah. Um, Did no, she live to be an old lady, right? She lived to be pretty yeah. old. She lived to be 100. Wow. I, there was this whole thing when she died. It was like when Jaja died. It was Jaja could not like subconsciously bear the thought of outliving Jolie. Wow, so, which is not saying that's accurate, but that was like the joke. Ah. <laughs> not really the joke, but you know what I mean. Yeah, she couldn't, you know, bear the thought of outliving Jolie, so she was just going to sit there and do that. But no, she, none of them were overly maternal. Um, there's been a lot written about Ava possibly being a lesbian. I don't believe that. Maybe she was bisexual. Perhaps. They were so uptight. There's no way. I mean, they're not uptight from the standpoint of their prudes. They're uptight from the standpoint of no one knows anything about their personal lives. Well, I except for the fine. fact that Jaja was married how many times and she would just talk about it in jokes or something like that. Yeah. But Ava, perhaps they got... The, the impression that she was a lesbian is because she used to, you know, she would um, beard for Merv Griffin. Bearding is, you know, when someone's gay and and you're pretending you're dating him. And Merv was very gay and he was very good friends with um, Ava and she did it. And that was that. Um and then she died of pneumonia, and I don't even—I don't even know if she was seventy. And I heard Jaja yeah. was devastated. No, um, let's see. She would have been when. Let me think. When Jaja or when Ava died, she would have been seventy-six. Oh. Um. So she had me, but. Her mom was still alive. She's the first one to die. She died before Jolie, Magda? Yes. Jolie dies next in April of 97. Wow. And then Magda dies in June of 97. They all die within a year of each wow, other. Wow, that's creepy. The dies in threes. Yeah. Yeah. And so... And then, and of that, course, Jaws Jaws has an extremely hard time with it. And that that's when be she horrible. starts to become a, Oh yeah, no. And that's when she becomes a bit of a recluse. Right. Is, is after, um, basically her entire family, except for Francesca passes away. I think the last interview Jaja gets that I can think of off the top of my head is 2002 hmm. 18, with Larry King. Yeah, with Larry King. It's I'm pretty sure it's 2002. And then she got in a car accident after that. Yes. And then she, Jaja, actually became partially paralyzed. Mm-hmm. 
and she had to use a wheelchair to go around. And then she had a series of strokes um, in 2010-ish. I know she broke her hip and she had to get a hip replacement. Um, she just... She lost her she limbs as well. She lost... Did she, she must have had diabetes or something because she was constantly bedridden. And sometimes when that happens, you, you lose limbs. And she had, in the meantime, he couldn't let her see her daughter. He, I, I mean, this guy is such, and he's still alive, isn't he? I wonder how old that creep is. He is just, you know, he's so creepy. He'll probably live to be 120. I mean, he's like Nosferatu. But Nosferatu <laughs> is cuter. I'm sorry because he probably he has a better personality than Prince Jaja Gabor husband. <laughs> Jaja Gabor husband. Now, do you remember being we're spilling tea? Do you remember his 2007 lesbian gang? No. Oh my god. Okay. So they go. <laughs> they go. <laughs> Oh, my God. Okay. Prince Von Anhalt sets up this robbery. <laughs> and, he's, um, and he claims that it was a group of three beautiful lesbians who robbed him in his Rolls Royce. <laughs> and they took his car keys, but not the car. All of his jewelry, his wallet, his driver's license. And the best part is... They take all of his clothes. And did they so make him are, bang them? Did they make him bang? Did they do something? He's too- no, they're lesbians. Oh, no, they're I'm lesbians. sorry. So Thank that. God. So um, he, he's sitting here nude in his car. What? Is that so weird? to his steering wheel. Is this true? Yeah, there's pictures because he, okay, so this is what he does. He calls the car. <laughs> call, With his toes? Then, How does he make a call if he's hanged up to his car? <laughs> no, so then he calls the press. Mm-hmm. And he says, I've been wrong. <laughs> is and he so naked? Takes, yes. <laughs> so there's new photos of Frederick. <laughs> Who's tied to the steering wheel? Uh, and it's 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 something. So yeah, if you go online, you can see I Frederick New. But ugh, please, like I said, no Nosferatu's a hunk next to him. No, I don't, and I don't want to see Nosferatu. Nude, I sure don't want to see Frederick. So what do you think he just made that up for publicity? And he had so many oh, definitely, because he sat there and he said he's handcuffed. But then if you look at the pictures, he's actually like he self-tied himself to the steering <laughs> Why is he nude? Because <laughs> the lesbians stole his clothes. <laughs> but if it didn't happen, why would... Why would he have to say lesbian stole his clothes? Why would why wouldn't well, they steal his car? Why wouldn't they steal well, his other stuff? Why why were they lesbians? 
What did they? Oh, because they didn't want to have anything to do with him physically. Because <laughs> yeah, he's such a hunk. Yes, I'm such no, a hunk. No, but um, yeah. I'm sending you the picture right now through Facebook. So you oh can no! See it. Okay. Because hey. you have to see it, and this is Frederick screaming at the paparazzi that he called. Oh, he's yelling at them because they're taking pictures of him naked. Yeah, even though he had called them. And was at this time, so Jaja must have been, she was a rec, uh, recluse and she was sort of out of it. So he just needed attention. This was, this was I want to say, right before, it's either right before or right after she had her second stroke. Poor Jaja. She got stuck with him. And... Ugh, I don't know. He just is so rotten. Ugh. Yeah, no, with his, with his, I've met him. He actually signed my Jaja catalog when oh I went my. through the house. He's, um, he's, he's very tall. I don't know why I was expecting him to be shorter, but he's very, very tall. And every hair is in place. One of those he creepy wearing, men. Ew, I hate that. Yeah. No, he was wearing what I would assume was like a suit that cost more than I make in a month. <laughs> of course, he had Jojo's money. When, so yeah. when did you well, meet him to sign that? So I went through Jaja's house that time when they when Heritage did the Jaja Gabor auction. And I got to go through her house. Were there and- pairs of her underwear for sale? There, there were not, but hair and not in his defense at all. But Heritage wouldn't have agreed to sell her underwear. They sell her prescription bottles, but not our underwear. They uh, do have morals. Come on. Yes, they do have some. They do have some sort of morals there. Um, I got to, you know, sit there and take a picture of like the Margaret Keene painting that she had made of Jaja, and obviously her traditional big eyes style. Um, which that was really cool to see because you never think that you can like sit there and touch a Margaret, you know. How many people were in the house when you were there? Oh God. Well, of course I was like, that's when I was like full blown Gabor, like just buying and collecting everything I could on them. So I stayed there for probably about three and a half hours. And you did. Didn't you buy things? Didn't you buy things? I did. So. I bought, I actually went in with my friend Jackie and we bought a hat lot because I wanted this scrapbook lot and I was prepared to go up to eight on it and it sold for much more than that. Um, but I got some hats, but I've since collected a lot of Gabor memorabilia since then. I own a few of Jaja's outfits. I own um, some of Ava's personal robes and a scarf. Oh, I how don't cool. Have you know what you've got to do? Let's hmm. get together. You know, Debbie Reynolds, they don't even have a Hollywood museum. You should do like a, a um, classic blonde museum where you have all your stuff of Jane's and Marilyn and all these great collections you have. You can make much buku bakus. People would love to see that stuff. You know, you're not wrong. See? So we'll talk about this later. And you can kind of give a speech to what you see because you know all of this stuff. And you would be just perf. I mean, really, you have collections of really amazing things. You have collections about Marilyn when you did that uh, thing for a couple of years on Marilyn's life and death. 
And I mean, you a lot. So I'm just giving you ideas here to trickle out and think about because you can also talk about them, show them, and charge them. <laughs> so you make some yeah. dough. <laughs> oh, God. $5. Yeah, no, that, you know, it's like I actually talked about somebody with somebody about doing that one time. And then it was just like, I I didn't think I could get enough capital to do it. Because, of course, people, the main thing people like seeing when they go, that stuff is closed. Of course. And as you know, I I primarily collect, like, paperwork. I have contracts. Which I, I think is really off. cool, too. Because people, there are other types. Okay, some people want to see just the clothes. You have clothes. You have little tidbitty things. And you also have paperwork that people would love to see that they don't know about. There are people who do want to see that kind of stuff as well. See, you know, if anyone's listening and you have a museum, I am willing to loan out Jane Mansfield's first contract. See, contact Uh, my Miss Vivier. You can contact April (laughs) Vivier on Facebook. Um, Yes. And definitely checked it. Um, And... Anyway, but that's what I'm saying. So you were there for three hours, and he took a picture. You took a picture with him. Yep, and he signed my Jaja catalog, and his signature takes up like the entire catalog. Was he, he nice? He was. He. I have to say, he was very, very nice. Well, he's raking kind in the dough. Like, yeah. Oh, definitely. Um, kind of like that European aloofness. You uh-huh. know what I'm talking about. Kind of that, but still very, very nice, very personable. Um, He had TV crews there that were preparing to film him, but he did take a little bit of time to talk to me for a minute. So, I mean, I do have to say that I appreciate that. And I still call him worse than no strafu. Or no strafu. It's not any love lost on my point, but I just have to, I do have to give him credit where it's due, but he did take time to talk to me, which was very nice. Very, very nice. Uh, I want to ask you about this because I don't know if any, it's pretty, it was so brief, but I, and it's a big deal, but I don't know if any of you knew that Magda Kabor was Briefly, and I mean briefly, married to George Sanders, Jaja's love of her life, which I found to be weird because Jaja actually put them together, right? She did. So Magda had um, her. Uh, Magda had her stroke. She there's different, you know, things. Like you said, we do know she went through some sort of rehabilitation. So she was much better. Yeah. Yes. Well, this is, yes, exactly. Um, but they got married and they lived together for all of six weeks and then they got divorced. So, you know, like 18 months later, but they'd only lived together for less than two months. And, you know, I think Zsa got, because George had been very depressed during that time before Zsa was married again. Mm-hmm. And I think that she thought they could give, you know, companionship to each other. I think every party involved knew it wasn't a love match. But I think she genuinely thought, um, you know, they could sit there and, uh, you know. Make each other feel better. Yeah. Yeah. Be companions. Mm-hmm. 
Exactly. But then, of course, he, you know, has his own personal issues. And Well, what year was that when they were together? Huh? When were they together? That was not in the 70s. It was in the 60s, correct? 70 to 71. Did he marry Benita Hume, who was uh, one of these women? I think it was Joseph Cotton's ex or somebody's ex-wife and... Or Ronald Coleman's. And when she died, he was devastated. He really loved her. And he just totally gave it all up. But he did say uh, in David Niven's book, one of David Niven's books, George Sanders did tell him, I'll be out of here by the time I'm 65. And he did. He killed himself. He went to a hotel. He was not feeling well. I'm sure he was depressed as well. His body wasn't feeling well. And he wrote a very, very George Sanders um, suicide note. He he did. He's just like, goodbye, world. You bring me no joy. Yes, and good luck with this cesspool I leave behind and whatever. It was just yes. very George Sanders. What can I say? You know what you're going to say. I'm, yes. He, he just if was, I remember correctly, um, he just sits there and he says, I'm leaving because I'm bored. I'm bored. And that's, you know, like a year after his divorce from Magda. Magda's his last, um, his last wife. But yeah, I, and I think honestly, even though their marriage was so tumultuous and so full of drama, I do think that Jaja was probably the love of his life as well. They, it, it's so funny to think of them together, but, you know, I read this whole book. Some guy wrote about um, all about Eve, the making, behind the scenes, whole thing, and said that Jaja would show up every day and have lunch with George when Marilyn was on the set. She she was not happy about that. Miss Caswell was around. Yeah, <laughs> so that's what oh, I Oh, yes. Yeah. She was afraid that George would, you know, George would uh, look to the side. We'll just say it that way. Yes. Uh, you know, that he would, he would, you know, I mean, she cheated on him quite a bit, but it was one of those things, do as I say, not as I do. And the thing is, you know, he would cheat on her, too. And they would sit there, though, and they'd get so jealous with each other. And, of course, George at one time set up a sting operation. On Joshua? <laughs> and it was just like, this huge thing. You know, he's like, I'm going to catch her, you know, blah, 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 blah. And, um... Did he have lesbians kidnap her and and take all her clothes? (laughs) (laughs) Strip her down entirely. But no, and then he catches her and then he offers, she's cheating with this guy, um, Portifio. Oh, that guy, the guy. Ruberosa. Ruberosa, yeah, who was with Gene Tierney, married uh, lovely Rita Hayworth, yes. Mr. Uh, yeah, so he's, yeah. Yes. Um, so she's she's going with Ruberosa and he's, you know, sitting there and he's he offers Ruberosa a drink. Um, and then of course 
you know, and she, <laughs> I don't know, they have a very weird relationship. Huh. And it's just... It's just, it's very, very odd. But, you know, it worked for them. They worked together after that. And then, Did they? When? You know, they work on Death of a Scoundrel together. Oh, that's right. She was in that movie. Yeah. Um, but then, of course, she did get in some hot water with Ruberosa because Ruberosa was um, a Dominican diplomat. And she's sitting there, and he's, like, giving her, like, cars and furs and all this stuff. Well, come to find out he's taking it, you know, from his own country. (laughs) (laughs) And she's not the only one. He apparently does the same thing. He's trying to woo Kim Novak, and he's giving her stuff, too. And they have a very, very just... I don't want to say passionate. It's a very, it's a very volatile relationship. Ava or Ava, um, Jaja appears on stage at one point wearing an eye patch, and people go, "Hey, why are you wearing an eye patch?" Um, and she's like, "Oh, because you know, Riverosa hit me in the eye." Yeah, he was that kind and of. Re- she's just, yeah, he's. <laughs> Yeah, he's just, he's making the rounds, you know, sitting there, or she's making the rounds sitting there wearing this, you know, damn eye patch. Like it's nothing. And then they're together the next day. Yeah. I'm sorry, I made a mistake. It's not, it's Ali Khan, who was the one who was with Rita Hayworth and Gene Tierney. But I know he was with somebody else and she would talk about, I think, um, Jaja talked about the size of his manhood. A lot. I think she she was impressed by that. That's just oh that yeah. Way. Well, and you know you're not wrong. He he did go with Rita. Mm. He also went with Ava Gardner. He was fought out with June the uh, Joan Crawford. You know he went out with like the Hollywood elite. So he he was like Ollie Khan, just you know wasn't leading a. His dad didn't leave you know a religion. And he did uh, not, yeah, and he he didn't have the dough that Ali Khan had, yeah. Yeah, but no, he just, and then he was in a huge scandal, and it just became like this, this a huge thing. But anyway, Ruben Rosa, she was, that's who she done George with, and when George found them, you know, sexing it up, <laughs> he, you know, just sits there. And he, you know, he just sits there and he's like, hey, you want some tea? I'll give you some tea. But then there's, you know, also the huge thing because he marries Barbara Hutton, which, of course, she's one of the richest women in the world at that time. When did he marry Barbara Hutton? 1953. Mm. And he goes on his honeymoon with her and he flies back the next day, it's because he says Jaja's the love of my life. He had married Barbara to piss off Jaja and make her jealous, but he still gets a gigantic settlement from that, Barbara. That woman had no sense with men. Her cousin, um, Dina Merrill, was an actress, beautiful woman, and she was from the Post family. She was an heiress as well, and she was cousin to Barbara Hutton, and she said, the most pitiful thing, because Barbara, towards the end of her life, Barbara 
Her first marriage, her husband told her that she was fat when they were in bed. What a a charmer. What a sweetie pie. So right from there, she starts not eating. All she would eat would be like crackers and she would drink Coca-Cola. They didn't have Diet Coke in those days. She just drank Coke and she drank it till she died when she was down to nothing. And she literally, I think, had like about $800 in her bank account. She gave huge payments to all of those husbands who used her. Um, The only one who did not was Cary Grant. And Barbara, um, her cousin, Dina said, Barbara never, with all those millions and millions of dollars, gave to charity. She never once gave to anything other than to her pleasure, to her husband's, to whatever. And I th- and she thought she was a very pitiful person, which I happen to think. And I don't know what Cary Grant saw in her. Uh, she looked like she was 40 when she married him because of the anorexia and the skinniness and the hunger. And I don't know, but, yeah, that Barbara, she yeah. married a lot of bad boys and they got their dough from her. And she was being carried around till her last days by her faithful servants. Oh, yes. Barbara was something else. We'll just leave it at that. She was something else. I know, though, that he got a huge settlement from her. Um, but like I said, he, you know, got on and goes, the only reason, but I mean, they're all, they're married for less than two months and he ends up getting a coffee plantation. And Unbelievable, airplane. right? What is up with that broad? You know, you know, two and a half million dollars. If you read what her husband's got, it's unbelievable. And it, it, it just to think, and that's what got Dina so mad is that, you know, she had all this money and she never had one charitable cause because Dina did. She, you know, she had certain causes and she ran certain charities and made sure she did because how much money can you have well i guess you have so much money you give it away to your your horrible husbands you know that's what was her charity you know okay my poor miserable horrible husbands who treated me like crap okay you're my charity and i'm going to give you millions and millions of bucks and that's what she did exactly uh, yeah, uh, that's and she, yeah, she just spent all the money her own thing. Um, his wife before Barbara had, of course, been the also infamous heiress Doris Duke. Wow, and he got a bunch of stuff out of her too. You know, so it's just these it's, women it's don't really. I guess they can really, you know, snake charm their way into things. I guess you know. <laughs> I don't know. You know. I I really think it's one of those things. It's very much like um, like these really young women who marry old men. Yes, it, it's very much. It's, it's the same. It's the same concept. These women, let's be honest, for the most part, usually aren't the most attractive women. Um, Barbara Hutton, when she was young, was very, very cute. I, I do think she was cute. But like when said, she married she had... Cary Grant, I think. No, no, I'm talking younger. Like Eight. Yes, she was very cute. Um, uh, Doris Duke was attractive. She had, you know, 
a little chin going on, but that was okay. Nobody's perfect. She was attractive when she was young, but she was also gullible. You have all this money and you have this and that and uh, who knows? I don't know. But I think, you know, it's much harder for a woman. You know, women who are wealthy are looked upon much differently than men, young women who marry really wealthy men. And the thing is that these really wealthy men think the women are really into them. <laughs> you know, that's it. that's the difference because men are like, of course, I'm so handsome. I'm gorgeous. And so I'm rich, but she still loves me because I'm handsome and I'm gorgeous. But like with women, wealthy women, I mean, not many men have that real nerve to be gigolos, you know, to just kind of do that. And there is this little group that will, as Mr. Ruby Rosso was. And and Jaja obviously did not have enough money to keep him in the style he wanted to be kept in. Yes, he he did, and he was you know very used to living, um, you know, a certain type of lifestyle in the Dominican Republic. While you know he and his father were taking money from all the citizens, and he came to America, he was very you know like nice looking, very you know tall, dark, and handsome. And as you eloquently pointed out, a very large penis, <laughs> manhood, and, you know, his manhood. Yeah, we'll call him that. He could have done yeah. it. He he could. He was the Fabio of the fifties. He could have done those kind of romance covers. Exactly. Right. He's a short Fabio, oh, <laughs> and not quite as bleached blonde and tanned Fabio. Yes. Is exactly. Fabio still alive? <laughs> I don't know anything. Yes, Fabio is still alive. Um, Does he still have uh, long hair? He Yes, he's still long hair, and he lives in the middle of a farm he owns huh. in uh, Oregon. Huh. He never married <laughs> Fabio, right? Nope. I think he has a long-term girlfriend that lives with him, but no, uh-huh. he's never married. Yes. <sighs> so very interesting. So we're getting some tea here. I'm going to give a little bit that I learned today. You know who um, Cassandra Peterson is? She was Elvira. Yes. So I'm going to try. I'm trying to get her on the show. She is wonderful, and she talks. And she went out with Elvis. She lived in Las Vegas. She met tons of stars. Did everything. And she is so open. She's fabulous. So I'm I'm trying to get her. But I read today. That she she was a showgirl in Vegas. I think she got there at 16. And she was doing, an, I didn't know they had these nude reviews, showgirl reviews. And Tom, you know, um, it's not unusual. What's new? Pussycat Tom Jones came and he was all over her. And she was a virgin. And she said, well, what the heck? Why I might as well lose because you know he's like oh you're so beautiful oh they love you yeah 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 so then <laughs> you know what it is I love you baby oh girl anyway she said okay I might as well lose my virginity to Tom Jones he seems to really be crazy and in love with me and whatever so they do it <laughs> it is horrible for her it hurts like hell and she had to be stitched 
because of Tom's large manhood. Oh, oh God. You ever get secondhand pain? Oh, yeah, I know. I felt for her. And she was only a little kid. And so then the next night, because it had this, you know, I think she obviously knew he had taken her virginity. And I don't know, he, okay, baby, love you, bye. And so she went to see him after his show. He was like all over two of his backup singers telling them the same crap he had told her the night before. So she kind of slunk out of there. Yikes. No. God, yeah. Okay, so I have a story for you for more modern people. Okay. So when, but nothing like good about manhood sizes. Okay. But back in the day, my mom used to always somehow know somebody who had backstage passes to shows. And of course, it's the 80s. And, you know, my mom was like this attractive, busty blonde. So, I mean, I doubt it was hard. You know what I mean? Your mom's a cute babe. Yeah. Yeah. And I did not take after her. (laughs) (laughs) You're a very cute babe. No, no. My my mom had like, you know, the perfect just 80s figure. You know what I mean? That was the 80s figure. Yes. Mm no, but she she somehow got back there and she meets Eddie Money. And Eddie Money has a cigarette, you know, going in between his mouth the whole time. And he's all, you know, doped up on cocaine. But he sits there and he, like, thinks my mom's really attractive. So he invites her out on a date. Mm-hmm. And so she goes, okay, you know, because it's Eddie Money. And um, she's going to kill me for telling the story, by the way. But um, she's sitting there and he flies his private plane up to pick her up. Oh, man. And he brings her down to L.A. because she lived in Bakersfield at the time. Hubba hubba. And so, I know. So she goes and she said the entire time he's just sitting there trying to get in her pants while snorting cocaine. Oh, gross. So he's like snorting cocaine with one one hand with a straw and the other one. <laughs> yeah. He's trying to maneuver hand action to her jeans. <laughs> yeah. And so just long story short, there was not a second date with Eddie Money. Well, I'm glad she never learned the size of his manhood because he didn't deserve Me? it. Uh, I guess he met his wife shortly after that. And I'm sure but, he was faithful as a, and pure as a driven snow. Oh, I, yeah. I have a theory, like with Tom, you know, when I, uh, um, there was something on PBS and this guy's a musician. It was, about, I think the musicians who went on, Ed Sullivan, it was that kind of thing. And I saw Tom Jones, you know, he was there, but had Rolling Stones, had Elvis, had everybody. And I'm like, hell with Elvis's pelvis. I mean, I'm looking at Tom Jones and he's wearing the tightest black pants ever. And I'm sorry, I don't look, I'm not a groinal, you know, eye zone girl. I just don't do that. But he was singing, it's not unusual and snapping his fingers. And I'm watching him and I'm like, that can't be real. He must be weird. 
And, you know, women threw their underwear at him. And he had so many fraternity suits. Yeah, really, yuck. I know they were not clean. I know they probably took them off their bods and threw them at him. And Elvis as well. Double stuff. Ew. Anyway, I'm noticing this. And then I, I read about, you know, Cassandra Peterson's experience. But he had so many paternity suits out. And I think he probably has so many children that in some way, probably 80% of us are in relation to Tom, <laughs> Tom Jones, because of all of his extramarital uh, little chitlins all over the country, all over the world. He's amazing. The con of the 20th century. Yes, who gave stitches to poor Elvira. <laughs> So like we said, it's tea time. Anyway, um, do you want to tell everybody the name of Marilyn's Lycra shoes before we, we go off? Oh, yes. So for years, this has been a thing about what brand Marilyn's shoes were. And I finally found the shoes, or at least what inspired the shoes that she wore. They came out. In 1945, during the war, as a women to obtain as a way for women to obtain footwear without having to use ration coupons, and they were made by a company that's actually still in business today that deals in plastic called Selenese Corporation. So I'm very proud of myself. Yes, so and they-, they actually were not they were not lucite. Um, they were actually a cellulose acetate blend. Oh, my. You really learned I some know. juicy stuff. These are the ones that are like when she's in sort of an orange bathing suit and she's wearing those mm-hmm. orange slides with like, looks like it's Lucite. Yes. they Yeah, they do look like Lucite, but they were apparently a cellulose acetate brand, which I never would have known. Well, thank you, April. That is pretty good. And this is our first... Uh, Tea time with April and me, and I hope you enjoyed it. I hope we do more. I had a blast. I know we have to do more. It gives me strength. It gives me strength to carry on too, and I'm giving you ideas for your museum, so we will make it through. But you know, April and I, you know, I read so much. My, I, I'm sorry for everybody on Facebook that I'm not there. Some, but my, my eyes. I don't know what they're going to be able to do with them, but sometimes it feels like I have glass in my eyes, which is horrifying. And it hurts so much. So it really is hard for me to concentrate too much on doing that. But I will be back. And um, I hope April and I will do some more tea times. And we will just be telling you just some tea and get out a glass of tea, get some Get a glass of, get a cup of joe, have a glass of wine, perhaps champagne, drink it out of someone's shoe if they're nearby, blarf. Anyway. Yes, cool <laughs> okay. Um, yes, but as always, Grace, thank you for having me and thank you everyone for listening. I and always tell appreciate us it. all about your fabulous movie review podcast and where they can listen to you. Oh, okay. So if you want to hear me swear a lot, you can listen to me on the Aardvark Cinecast. And if you want to read reviews on more modern movies, you can catch my articles on CRP Rights. 
That sounds wonderful. So thank you, everybody, for listening. It is True Stories from Tinseltown, but this is a new part of it. It is Tea Time with April and me, and we hope you enjoyed it, and it's going to be fun. We have lots of scoops, lots of stuff to dish. So thank you, guys, and thank you, my April. I miss you. I'm so glad we're doing this. Me too. Love you, Grace. Bye, everybody. The stories of Tinsel Town.